Hey, what's up, Low Voltage Nation? This is episode one of MSP Weekly, where we talk all about the latest and greatest news around managed service providers with our host, Brandon Weber, myself, Blake Ermis. Tonight, we got Kramer Snugs from Cascade Tech, so let's get after Kramer it. Kramer Snugs, he is back for the third time alongside with Brandon Weber. We've got MSP Weekly. This is episode one. Brandon Weber, are you excited? I am. How are you doing tonight? I, I'm pretty well, man. Just got off work, took a shower, and uh, we got Kramer Snugs. He's getting nice and warm in his car right now. Uh, trying. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Kramer? How you doing, man? What's going on, guys? Hey, just glad to be here. Round three. Let's, uh, this should be a good one. Yeah, this is uh, this is fun, man. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some, some news articles to kick it off. We've got a whole new format. we got... This is a brand new uh, episode, brand new podcast, and uh, so we're gonna kick it off with. Um, I want to just I want to talk about some MSP stuff first. I want to kick over to Brandon. He's gonna uh, talk about how it's this VPS providers they shut down. Like, like what what happened with this this whole news article? So it came out on Saturday that there were twenty VPS providers that were giving their customers two days notice that they're just completely shutting down their services. Now, to make this a little bit of a stranger story, every single company's wording was almost similar to, to what they sent to the customers about why they were shutting down, how much time they had to recover their data, all that fun stuff. And as you kind of dug into it more and as our customers started responding, I guess this is something that kind of happens in the lower end VPS um, field where guys will start a VPS company and charge you like a couple dollars a month for a VPS server. And it'll run for one, two, three, four, five months. And then they'll just shut down out of nowhere and they won't refund any money to any of their customers. And there's actually a phrase for it called deadpooling. So you have companies out there that will go and start one, two, three, four different VPS companies, sign up all these customers, get them to pay all this money and then just shut down out of nowhere. And to make this whole story even sketchier, the companies in name here, none of them had legal business names. None of them had legal addresses. Like everything about this was like, really? You signed up for this company? Come on, guys. <laughs> right. I mean, you got what you paid for here. That's so funny. I remember signing up for a VPS and I, I was doing some stuff, some like internet marketing stuff. And I was on blackhatworld.com, like hanging out in those forums, kind of learning some search engine optimization stuff. So I got a VPS in France and they did the same thing. They just shut down the whole, the whole like data center or something. And like, they're like, Hey, do you want your, do you want your SQL database back? Like that's all we can give you. And so I, I finally got my <laughs> SQL database back and like, that was it. Like they were gone, like within like 24 hours. Oh, yeah. I guess this is very common practice in the uh, <laughs> lower end VPS space. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, the fact that they just have a phrase for it is kind of like, okay, this does not happen more than once. This happens all the time. <laughs> Wait, so it's called it's called deadpooling? What's the phrase? Yeah, yeah that's the phrase. So that's what they call wow. this exit scam that uh, these VPS providers do. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the, the timing is very unique that... They went through Black Friday, went through Cyber Monday, got all that money, and then said, see ya. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, right. Coincidence? I think yeah. not. <laughs> hey, do you want a 50% off VPS host? Sign up on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Jokes yeah. on you, we're shutting down in a week. That's so Just funny. for the record, our data center's not going anywhere anytime soon, so they can call me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, in retrospect, yeah, okay. <laughs> we're not Deadpooling. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, so- that's the other thing that they were talking about with this, too, is they think that these guys were literally just leasing space from a bigger data center at the end of the day. So it's not like they even own any of the hardware. They just spin this up on somebody's equipment and then spin it back down five months later. And I bet you they're going to start this back up again. Whoever's underneath this scam, I bet you he's going to spin it back up again in a month and start with somebody new. Probably. Something to keep in mind. So you said their message... Their message to the customers were almost identical. So was it was it one big conglomerate that, that kind of had all 20 of these? Have they pointed it back to that or 20 independent? No, they're thinking it's one guy or one company that owns all 20. Wow. But they can't tie it to anybody because there's no address, no name, no nothing <laughs> that ties wow. it back together. That's awful. So it's just, I mean... You get what you pay for, people. I mean, if you want to save a couple bucks, this is what happens. You yeah, really want to yeah. go with the uh, reputable companies out there so this doesn't happen to you. That's awful. Hmm. Yeah. So one of the reasons why we really wanted to start this podcast, I would say, is be is to bring awareness to like what's like going on with MSPs. Uh, and one of the big hot topic items is all these ransomware attacks. Like, what hmm. what is going on with with ransomware, uh, I've got this one article where it was um, 100 customers uh, recently. Uh, so they, they hit the MSP, and then 100 customers got all their data encrypted. Like that That's just like devastating. I mean, I'm not an MSP owner, but like, you know, you guys are, Brandon and, and Kramer. Like, Brandon, like, what, what are your thoughts on like all this, all this <laughs> stuff going on, man? I mean, it's the problem is none of these MSPs are debriefing on exactly what happened. I mean, half of them are going bankrupt because of this, but I wish there was a debrief telling us like what happened. So all of us can, you know, plug these holes that could be out there. Uh, I know one of the dental attacks that happened five or six months ago, uh, there was a debrief on that and it ended up being, they used uh, ConnectWise to get to them. They did not have two factor authentication set up on ConnectWise and they had unattended support on all these machines. And that was the attack vector right there was they got in through ConnectWise. But it's just, I mean, you don't know what they're doing. Was it lax security on the MSP side? Was it a user that accidentally clicked on something? You just don't know. Um, but it's it's really scary, uh, everything that's coming out. now. I mean, they're definitely targeted attacks. They know that if they hit us, that they're going to hit a large mass of yeah. companies. They're not just going to hit one. Yeah. Yeah, it literally says, you know, they did not have two-factor authentication set up. Like, that's just like, that's like baseline at this point. Like, well, I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's sad that a lot of our software vendors are forcing our hand now. Like, for example, Dato RMM that we use, they started posting a message two months ago that, hey, guys, you need to turn on two-factor authentication. Yeah. If you don't, we're turning it on for you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad they're yeah. doing that. Right. Right, because at the end of the day, it's not just our name. It's also our remote management provider or whoever we're using. Whatever software was the attack vector, it's their name, too, at the end of the day. So they they want to make sure they're clean. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, and so- it used to be, you know, I remember back in 2013, maybe 2014, that was the first time I had ever dealt with a ransomware virus. Uh, the college that I was working for had gotten hit. And, you know, it was uh, we 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 luckily we had backups there, but you know, 
fast forward, it was another year or two before I even dealt with another ransomware attack. So they were they were so isolated. It, it took a kind of a, a seasoned vet to be able to deploy a ransomware and, and 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 kind of pull this off. Fast forward to today, and now you've got ransomware as a service, where you can just go online, fill out a form, design the ransomware the way you want it to be. You know, all the way down to what country you want the the, the victim to have tech support from, uh, and you can deploy it for thirty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. So it no longer, it, it's becoming more prominent because more and more unskilled people can start deploying these. And, and when we hit that point, that's where we really have a serious problem. That's a serious threat at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's really sad, the environment that we're in now. And I just, it, it keeps me up at night. I mean, am I doing everything I can to protect my customers from this. And I know Kramer, you offer a service to your customers that uh, helps protect them from ransomware attacks. If you want to explain that and elaborate on that. Yeah. So we do, we do offsite backups and it's becoming a, a big service for us. It's, we've gotten it so cheap that it's almost a no brainer for the folks that we, uh, that we, we, we sell it and deploy it to. And part of our backup solution is our active ransomware protection what that does is it every every backup agent we deploy includes this you know at no additional cost and uh today for instance we're we've got an alert that suspicious activity had been detected on one of our clients who you know again they're just doing backups with us uh what it did was it killed the process um it's got a a five strike policy so what it said was we saw five files get encrypted where encryption does not usually take place doing all this through ai And it notified me that the process had been killed. The files had been reverted. Uh, I had to call the customer to let them know anything was even going on. Um, And and so we are, we're able to take out the financial responsibility from a, from a ransomware. Of course, we've got to go in and clean that up with our, with our antivirus and our malware, but we stopped the ransom. We stopped the encryption. Um, Now we, now we remove the, the malicious software that was installed. So, that's a big one for us. It's it's the the agent is so cheap for backups that it's like it's almost easier to sell active ransomware protection than it is to, to sell backups these days. Wow. Um, but we've seen it. We've seen it work. We we know we know it works. Um, and and it's uh it, it's something you don't have to go through us to get something like this. But I recommend that everybody because I've I've, I've dealt with ransomwares uh, on on many levels. Um, all the way from from helping facilitate Bitcoin payments down to restoring backups um, that we've captured to seeing it in real time get blocked by our, our active ransomware. So it's 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 no longer a theory. It's no longer a, a, an if, but it's more of a when something's going to happen. Yeah. So another reason why we uh, we want to do this podcast is to is to get to know people like Kramer that that are MSP owners and figure out what they're using, you know, on, on the technology side to to run their business and, and be successful at, at managing all their customers. So I guess you know let's uh, let's just kind of kick it over to Brandon and um, have him just uh, get to know get to know Kramer Snugs a little bit more. So Brandon, if you want to kick that off, man. Yeah. So uh, Kramer, first off, what's the name of your company? Cascade Technologies. And where are you guys based out of? We are based out of Myrtle's Inlet, South Carolina. Uh, most people would know us better by saying we're based out of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. 
Nice. And how is it running an MSP in a more resort-driven uh, area? It, it, it has its ups and it has its downs. Um, you know, this is a seasonal place. So as of, you know, right now, a lot of businesses have shut down for a few months. Um, you know, the upside to that is we have time to go in and do a lot of maintenance where, you know, during the middle of the summer uh, or the spring when they're, when they're slam-packed, we don't really get to get in there to do anything. So this gives us time to, this gives us time to stop putting fires out, to, you know, take some time with our families, as well as get into some of our customers who we haven't been able to get into in a while and, you know, run wiring or, or do whatever, whatever needs to be taken care of before they reopen their doors. This is the time for us to do it. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's different than my background, of course. Um, you know, I'm, I'm used to that 24-7, 365 kind of support, which we do. Uh, but this time of the year, it's, it's quiet. Yeah, very nice. How long have you guys been in business? Uh, we're on our third year now. So uh, we're, we're about two and a half years. So we, we started in June of 2017. Okay. What did you do prior to owning the MSP? Before this, I was a engineer for uh, an, another MSP. Uh, out of Asheville, North Carolina, and uh, uh, that was the second MSP I had worked for, uh, but it was certainly the, um, it was very well organized. Uh, it was um, a very tight, uh, tight operation, and I learned, I learned a lot about MSP offerings overall, you know, what, what it takes to truly be an MSP. I really kind of picked that up at my, at my last gig. So, um, you know, I've always been an engineer, um, you know, Cisco and everything from networking to, to systems, but, you know, now on a database, uh, I've got a, a little bit of a different challenge with where, where now I actually run the business instead of just, uh, you know, being one of the guys behind the, behind the keyboard. So, uh, right. always, I've always wanted to be an MSP though. Very nice. Uh, so what different verticals do you guys work in? Well, uh, again, being in a tourist location, uh, you know, we do have a lot of, of uh, restaurants that we kind of cover, uh, that, that, and like the service industry and all, you know, we've got a couple of hotels, restaurants, those things that you have in every touristy location. Um, and then, um, you know, we've got, a, we've got some customers in manufacturing, uh, we've got some customers in healthcare, kind of all over the board from there. Uh, but if I had to nail it, I would say, you know, hospitality and restaurants are really top. Yeah. So very similar to us, we kind of cover the gamut, but we right now are focused more on car dealerships, ironically enough. So yeah, I definitely know where you're coming from with that. What type of services do you offer to these, uh, customers? We're, we're kind of an all in one shop. At least that's what I, I like to think we're an all in one shop. Um, we don't do anything with, uh, like access control. We don't do anything with fire alarms. Um, you know, try to stay away from like audio video for the most part. Um, what we really focus on is, uh, disaster recovery. Um, you know, that, that falls right into place with our, our active ransomware protection and our backups. Um, we do structured cabling. So, you know, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see quite a bit of, of structured cabling projects that we do all the way down to end user desktop support. So, you know, for some of our bigger clients that are really taking advantage of the, the true MSP, you, we, we take 
you know, their end user calls for support. So we're, we're really all over the board, very flexible. Um, you know, every time we add a customer, we kind of, we, we, it may require us to make a little bit of a, a change in the service offerings to, to accommodate them. But, um, yeah, we, we try to be a jack of all trades. Very nice. Very nice. What areas do you guys cover? Uh, geographical areas. Is yeah. That you, are you, yeah. 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 So, um, I, I usually say the Southeast, uh, we're covering, you know, North and South Carolina pretty prominently. Uh, from there we're doing business in Georgia, Florida, uh, Texas. Um, you know, the other half of our operations that we're running is out of Fremont, California. Um, you know, 2020 will really bring a, a change for that. I, I can see us. I, I know several other states that will be kind of entering for the first time to do business. So we're, we're, we're kind of spread out. Yeah. Very nice. So in Fremont is, is there clients based in Fremont or is that just your co-location out there? No, I, I, uh, that's just where our co-location is for now. Uh, we've, we've entertained the idea of some customers in Fremont. Uh, but I, you know, I, I try to keep those, those trips when I go to Fremont, they, they, my time really has to be focused on the colo. Um, I I don't, I, I, I'm trying to steer away, I guess, from having customers in that direction. Uh, it is few and far between times where we, we are in Fremont. And so when we are, like I said, I, I try to focus all the time and attention that I have uh, to our to our internal infrastructure there. So uh, no, no, no existing customers today. Oh, very nice. Now, with your MSP customers and your managed customers, do you have a, a go-to hardware stack that you like to install at these customers? Like your go-to switch or go-to router? Yes, yeah, certainly, certainly. So we, uh, we're we a, a big player. And if, again, if you follow us on Instagram, you already know this. There's nothing new. Um, we, we're really big with Cisco Small Business. So we use their RV series, the RV 160, 240, uh, or excuse me, uh, and then the 340. Um, so we're big on the RV series. Uh, for switches, of course, still Cisco. You know, I, I do a lot with the 350X. Uh, it, it's got all the bells and whistles that my customers need. Um, so that that's there's several models of the 350X at this point too, all the way down to a 10 port to a 48 port. So that really tries that that really covers it on the switches. Now, you know what I guess a lot of people don't realize is that we have a lot of customers uh, that are also running Ubiquity. So it's it's if you had to if you had to really cut it out, it'd say about 50% of our customers are running Ubiquity. 50% of our customers are running Cisco and there's reasons for each of those. You know, some, some of my customers need to be on a, a full true ubiquity network. Uh, while my other customers, it's more affordable or maybe it's more, um, uh, more realistic for them to actually be on a Cisco network. So we, we, we split those out kind of evenly across the board. So you're more tailoring the package to the customer, not just coming in and saying, here's our stack, take it or leave it. That's correct. That's correct. And, and, We'll support anything. I'm a, I'm a true, you know, Cisco command line iOS guy at heart, uh, but I don't get to play with it much anymore. So with that being said, our, we could we could onboard a customer tomorrow that has, uh, you know, Dale managed switches. We've got the experience with that. Uh, but the more we standardize, of course, the, the easier it makes it on all of us. Uh, but, but we truly cater to the customer. If, if we know they're going to be doing point to points and, they're going to have that true UNMS, you know, base network, then we might also steer them in a unified direction as well, just to, to make everything 
uh, you know, make everything across the board ubiquity, which we've done that, you know, a, a lot. With the incorporation of Find It and the Cisco Small Business Line, now we, we sometimes have two separate offerings that we can say, hey, these, these prices differ and, and they, they each have their own ups and downs. Uh, but, you know, what we can guide you to whichever one makes more sense to you. Yeah. Now, when you're onboarding a customer and if, say you go in and the old provider either put in like consumer grade routers or even the business owner <laughs> themselves put all this stuff in, are you going in there and saying, hey, guys, I really recommend that we get rid of this stuff. Let's get you to either Unify or Cisco Small Business and let's get you cleaned up. Let's get you on a nice, solid platform. Because, I mean, I, I, I see that still every once in a while. I walk into a place and the owner of the business just threw a bunch of consumer grade routers everywhere and said, here's my Wi-Fi," And now we got to go in and clean up that mess. Certainly. So to answer that, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times, especially here in Myrtle beach. And it, like, again, it's with it being a touristy location. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that, uh, wires hanging out of the ceiling tiles and this, that, or the other. Yeah. I you mean, you hear it's, a lot with, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's just, it's it's crazy. I mean, the business owners think they're saving themselves money, but in the grand scheme of things, you're they're just hurting themselves. I mean, now exactly. we got to come back and we got to spend even more money to get the correct stuff in place. We'll, we'll do whatever we've got to do to get the customers. You know, part of our contracts, there there is a, a, a minimum of what you've got to have. And so the reason we implement that is because a lot of our clients were remote. We're, we're supporting completely remotely. Um, and, and so we've really got to have a, a firm network in order to support the cloud resources that they're also utilizing from us or, um, you know, for, for the server stack that they have on site, we've got to have, we've got a minimum set of standards that they've got to have. And, you know, some of our customers say, well, we can't afford to replace those switches right now. You know, we're, and so we, of course, as a managed services, we do manage switches. And, and so once we sit down with a client and look at all their options, hey, you can buy this equipment outright if you'd like. That's totally up to you. Or, or we can do a managed switch where we put it in, we take ownership of it. Uh, when it, if, if something happens to it, we replace it within 24 hours. So we give them so many options that it's really hard for them to, to say, no, I'm going to stick with my, uh, you know, my Netgear switch that I've got here. And, and if they do, then we're probably not a good fit for them. We're really probably not. So, I've never had a problem with that in the past. Everyone's usually identified, hey, this is a problem. This is a, 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 fail, a failure point in the network. We really need to get rid of it, and, and it works out pretty well for us. Very nice. So from a software perspective, and to speak on uh, you managing a lot of these customers remotely, what type of software are you using to manage these customers? So I've been, a, I've been an avid user of uh, managed workplace for uh, pretty much my entire career. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with, with managed workplace, it started as level platforms. Uh, we started using it very early on, like towards the end of its level platform days. And it was sold to AVG. From AVG, they kept it for several years. They sold it to Avast. Uh, in the last uh, 12 months at most, Avast has actually sold that to Barracuda. Um, so we've we've been tossed around a lot. But it's nice because all of these companies have had the opportunity to kind of put their, their specialty into it. Uh, and it's very, very powerful. It allows us to manage everything from workstations to switches to uh, our cloud resources. And, and you kind of name it, it's there. Uh, 
so that's a very powerful one that we use. Uh, of course, you know, we have a ticketing system because where would we be without a ticketing system? Uh, we use ConnectWise Manage for something of that nature. Uh, my, my, I guess what you would consider my baby would be the, uh, uh, would be our Acronis platform, which, um, you know, that was a, um, that was a very large expense for us. But, uh, with the background that I have, uh, I've, I've, like I told you, I've, I've, hel I've helped facilitate several ransomware attacks. And so you finally get to the point where you say, okay, enough is enough. We're going to implement we're gonna we're gonna take the leap of faith. We're gonna implement what we've got to, and, and we're gonna give people the security that not only that they deserve, but the security that they're paying for. Um, and so that's become, um, you know, like I like I referred to it as my baby. That's a big one for us, and it it's where I guess my focus has been lately. So between those three products, um, that's that's about powerful enough for me. I do use ConnectWise. Um, not manage, but um, control, uh, which you guys were referring to. I do have two-factor authentication turned on, so <laughs> there. Uh, but but so we we've got a, a small arsenal of tools that are very powerful, and so the four I guess I have to say the four of those. Um, that's that's nearly all I need to run an MSP. That's that's uh, I can't think of much more than those need. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, at some point, it, it gets a little cumbersome if you're running to five, six, seven different programs just to run your company. I mean, it's really nice to try to get everything into a single pane of glass. And that's what we've tried to do with Datto, with the RMM and the PSA and all that. And it's been running great for us, too. Well, and what our, what our IT partners who uh, have partnered with us on our Acronis platform, what they're going to find in uh, November of 2020 is that that platform actually becomes a remote access tool. So you can actually remotely access your machines that you're doing your backups with. It becomes a, uh, a monitoring tool. So it starts to report on hard drive failures and, uh, you know, several other threats or, or issues that you might have. So we're, we're really moving towards the direction of that true single pane of glass. We'll, we'll see ConnectWise control go away. Uh, we, you know, I don't want to, speak too soon, but we could see a managed workplace go away and, and start to see this all in one powerful tool that we're, we're truly trying to develop. So it's, it's down the roadmap a bit. I know that, uh, you know, November, 2020, I say it's far, but trust me, the last year went by so quick that that'll be here before we know it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it feels like just yesterday, Blake started this whole low voltage nascent <laughs> community. And I mean, look at where we are now. It's crazy. Certainly, certainly. Hey, hey, Brandon, I got a question for you. Uh, yeah. Are you familiar with the Cronus? I have a little bit of experience with it through Kramer, actually, and, and I really like the product, but have you used a Cronus? I have not. I've heard the name for years, but I've never really dove into it. I was telling Kramer earlier today that we're pretty much, we have three backup softwares that will go with it's veeam swordcraft and datto um but i really am interested in checking this out and uh getting some more details on the acronis offering yeah Certainly. I, I, yeah kramer obviously could help you out with that but uh i think it might be like one of those pieces of software one of those offerings that we could like put on the list <laughs> i think it's Absolutely. that good. yeah oh yeah yeah and and for our IT partners, I'm gonna I'm just gonna give you the small spiel here is is you don't have to invest in your own infrastructure. Uh, 
we allow it to be fully white labeled. So for those of you who have customers that really have a need for backups, but you haven't gotten to the point where you could build your own infrastructure, uh, we'll let you white label it. We'll be your first line of support. We'll help you onboard customers. We'll give you a free trial. Um, you know, a lot of our IT partners are doing their internal backups free of charge. So we're really, uh, you know, we own the storage. Uh, we, we've gotten it to a point where, uh, we, we are more than competitive. So for those of you with small MSPs who say, you know, I'd love to be able to do this, but it's just not something in our wheelhouse or it's not something that we can afford right now, we've changed the game with that and we've made it affordable. Uh, we've made it self-serviceable. I could hire a technician tomorrow and they could get on board and start, you know, onboarding machines for backup. So it's simple, it's white labeled, it's, uh, it's inexpensive, and I'd, I'd love for – because I know how powerful it is, I'd love to show any of you how it works and, and get you with a free trial. Brandon, I'd love to get you set up with a free trial uh, tomorrow morning when I get back to the office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think we'll be talking in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So when you're leaving in the morning, what's the one thing that you can't leave the house without? Like, what do you need to run your business to, that you just can't live without? Well, I'll be honest, I've, uh, the only thing I can tell you that would be is my cell phone. Um, and the reason is is because I left my laptop at home too many times, so I bought a couple extra laptops uh, and put them everywhere <laughs> I might need one. <laughs> uh, but, but honestly, I've gotten it to the point where I can do a lot of my work from my cell phone directly. Uh, I, I think it surprises a lot of people how, um, how mobile we've gotten this to be. <clears throat> so... The only thing I can think of is my cell phone. Uh, wherever I'm going next, if I forget my laptop, there there will be one there. Uh, so so yeah, that's that's my one item that I can't I can't be without. Yeah, that's... Kramer, Kramer, do you ever sit at like a restaurant or somewhere and like be on your phone for like an hour, two hours, and like be like, oh my gosh, where did all the time go? Because you're just getting after some work. Has that ever happened to you? That that happens to me, yes. And my, you know, I've got uh, I got two children and a wife, and and. I feel sorry for them sometimes, you know, we'll be out at dinner and my phone rings, but, uh, you know, I'm growing a business. I'm starting a business from scratch. Exactly. I gotta do, I gotta do what I've got to do. And my family, uh, they're, they're, they're the most supportive in, in the entire game. So I, I, I will say here publicly, I give them, uh, a lot of credit for, for dealing with my hectic schedule. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm in exactly the same boat that you are. <laughs> Two young kids and a wife and yep. trying to run this business. And yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more with the cell phone. I mean, especially with like ubiquity, I can sit on the couch at nine o'clock <laughs> yeah. at night and start doing firmware updates on yep. all the different devices yep. that are out there. It's great. And I yep. mean, I'll look at the clock and now it's 11 o'clock and it's like, oh, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> but, but it's convenient and you, and you can do it in between uh you know you can do it in between making a bottle you can you can do it in between phone calls um you know they've made it very convenient and and those are the tools that um uh, you know I, I attribute a lot of our success to uh to the, those tools like that that make it very convenient and uh you can practically do it anywhere oh yeah absolutely i mean don't tell my wife but Earlier tonight when I was feeding the baby before she went down, I was definitely in the Slack channel talking with some of you guys while I was feeding the baby. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we're, 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 we're young MSPs, and that's the kind of things that we, we, we have to do. We're not always going to have to do that. We put it in. We, we do that kind of stuff now so that one day 
we can we can obviously reap the benefits from it. So it's uh, it's a process. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So in the low voltage nation, we have a phrase that we like to say the gold standard. How do you set the gold mm-hmm. standard for your clients? So that's a that's a good one. I, I um, you know going into this. I told, uh, you know, I told my business partner, I said, Hey, here's the deal. There are a lot of people even in the state of North or in the state of South Carolina that can provide the services that we offer. And there's a lot of them that do. If we're going to be successful, then, then what we have to do is set ourselves apart from the rest of them. We have to always go over and beyond. We don't ever leave that cable out of place. We don't ever, uh, you know, cut corners. And, and so that is how we have developed what we would consider our gold standard. Um, if it's not vertical cable, not up to my standard. And, and I say that because before I, met with, before I even met the guys over at Vertical Cable, I used a lot of different tools. I used a lot of different, uh, even techniques and material. And, 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 and having met uh, the guys with Vertical Cable, having used their products, I understand that that is what I would complete my own network with. That means that that's what I'm going to use to, to complete my, my customer's network. So we, we've fine-tuned the gold standard here at Cascade as much as possible. And, and it's, it's, it's a constantly changing and fine-tuning process. But, uh, you know, with the right vendors, the right products, the right tools, we can do the job every single time above perfect we can always go beyond perfect on the jobs and, and it shows you know the other day i had a customer we went back to do a visit with and he says hey uh i need to show you something the fire marshal said that he's got an issue with something that you did and i thought to myself there's no way there's no way in hell that the fire marshal had something wrong with what we did I just I, I, let me see it and so we go upstairs and we take a look it turns out that it's it's not from us it was from the company who did the uh, security camera install, and it was very. It was something very simple. They hung a power strip off of the power strip, but <laughs> I was very quick to let him know, "Hey, this is not the work of us. This is not. We put a battery inside of our rack, and uh, it's plugged directly into the wall. I don't use power strips at all, so that's not our work. And it, it, it. I see that over and over and over again. I see work that's not done right." I see work that's not done up to my standards, but it only gives me hope because those people are making it easier for us to be successful in, in this, in, especially in this region. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, that's the same thing up here too. We see that all the time. And I mean, one thing that you might be able to do to help point out to the customer before you even show up on site that that isn't your work, do what Marco from Enterprise CC does. Just put your name on <laughs> everything that you'd install, whether it's an access point, a door strike, whatever. Just throw it. <laughs> on it and you're good to go well, I, i'd like idea. to see i don't we don't i don't have a budget for stickers like marco does you <laughs> see because I, I don't know I, I, i'd be interested to see what his annual sticker budget looks like uh he, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong marco i know you're listening to this and here's the thing i love it i absolutely love it uh i saw some work you did earlier today you incorporate your logo your name and everything you do uh but you do it very it's very clean. Uh, it looks natural. It looks like you designed the, uh, the the tablets on the wall. It looks like you that, that you manufactured them. So you do a great job with it. I just personally and, and Cascade itself, we're not at the point where I can afford to 
you know, I'd have to cut an arm or a leg off to, to get the amount of stickers that Marco has. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one thing that uh, I want to start asking all these MSPs that we get on the podcast is, where do you see the industry going in a whole within the next five years, whether it be AI or emerging technologies? Where, where do you think things are going to be in the next five years? Well, it's, it's two-sided. Uh, I think the industry is going to, uh, and, and I say this, you know, don't take this the wrong way, I think it's going to a very dark place uh, between the, the, the threats we deal with on a daily basis and how much more prominent those are becoming. Um, we're, we're getting to a point globally and here in the United States where there is literally security cameras everywhere. I was reading an article the other day that I believe and don't quote me on this, but I believe it said 2022, there's going to be 1 billion security cameras on the globe. So we're getting to a point where it's, 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 it's a vulnerability while it's also a, a safe net, you know, um, with that dark side that I think we're, we're, we're kind of entering to with technology, the use of AI um, with, with when a customer or a company incorporates the right technology uh, with the right management, whether that be an MSP or whether that be an internal IT department, but they couple those two together. And I think that they're going to be okay. I don't, you know, I think you'll see if you put the right security practices in place that you'll be immune to that dark side. I say AI because I see what AI does for us on a daily basis with our Acronis platform. I can see I can see ransomware attacks getting killed in real time, so I know that that is the future of the technology that we're that we're deploying. Uh, and and we've all as a whole, you know, and Low Voltage Nation is a great great resource for that. But it's our job not only to incorporate the right technology and manage it, but it's our job to stay on top of the changing technology and how we can continue to say. I mean. Our job is to, to defend the front lines for our customers when it comes to their, their, their networks, when it comes to their IT infrastructure. And so as long as we do our job and we stay on the front line and we stay uh, knowledgeable about new products and, and new trends in the industry, then we'll all be very I, – I know we'll all be very successful. So it's double-sided where it's going. Um, I think I – think I can't speak for everybody listening to the podcast right now, but I can say the three of us are on the right side of that trend. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that, that's a great segue into my next question is how do you keep up with the ever changing landscape of this industry? I mean, geez, it's, what we're doing today is not the same thing we're going to be doing a week from now. It, it's <laughs> just always changing. That's a good question. And, and I think that that, you know, I'll be interested to hear future podcasts with this because how, um, you know, the guest on the podcast answers that question. Um, I, I think that that is a good factor in how, how long they will be able to continue doing this and how successful they will be. If you don't stay with the trends, then you will, you, you, you won't make it in this, in this industry. And that's just the way it is. Low voltage nation for me is a great place to find those resources. Uh, you know, I talk with I talk with partners every day. Um, I, I call anybody in Low Voltage Nation a partner of Cascade Technologies. If you take part in something like this, you're a partner of ours. You don't have to do business with us. You don't have to you don't have to write me a check every month to be considered a partner of ours. And so yep. those partners, I really lean on them just as much as they lean on me 
to stay current on on the changes and the trends. Uh, you know, I I'm a part of several other groups. Uh, nothing quite like low voltage nation, but I'm a part of other other groups that um, that, that I, I see what other people are doing and I see the technology they're deploying. Uh, you know, I've made it a point to build very good relationships with my vendors. Um, you know, whether that be uh, my Ubiquity distributor or whether that be, uh, you know, Martin and Gal over at, at Cisco Small Business. I build these relationships because these guys keep me in the loop. They let me know what's changing, what what's, what's coming out, what's getting decommed, you know. And so with those relationships that I've built, um, I, I, I tend to think that I stayed on top. I, I stay on top of the market pretty well. Um, that coupled with my own self-research. Very nice. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if you've heard of this, but uh, one of the Low Voltage Nation's partners is IT Pro TV. They're a great resource that I've been using for about five, six years now. And right. they do daily videos on the latest technology, the latest software, the latest everything. And they're a great resource for further education. Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. I've never used them personally, but they're actually based out of Gainesville, Florida. And uh, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I've, I've got a, quite a bit of activity going on uh, about an hour outside of Gainesville. So I, I, uh, I've looked at it. I think that continued education is one of the most important things that you can do as a company, that you can do as an individual. Um, so one of, my, one of my goals is to stop in to IT Pro TV at some point, uh, do a tour of their studio, and, and really in person learn a little more because we're looking for a platform to use for continued education and whether it be they go and you know our guys go and get certified or not it just to be able to, to soak in that knowledge that's what's important and uh and so I've, I've really looked at them extensively in the past um but it's going to require a nice trip on site before i can pull the trigger yeah and i mean they, they their content they do deep dives yeah. on this stuff i mean they don't just skim over an OS, they're touching every nook and cranny of Server 2019, Windows 10, whatever nice. it is. They're touching every aspect of it. It's great. And the Very flow nice. and the content they give you is just, it's its next level. Um, yep. I've been very happy with them. Excellent. Oh, uh, they're, 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 as far as that aspect of our, of our company goes, where we're looking for, for you know, education and, and continued education, they're definitely at the top of our list as, as prospects. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to following up with you on that and letting you know where we're at, uh, you know, even, say, 12 months from now. Yeah, great. So uh, where can people learn more about your company, Cascade Technologies? So we're very, uh, we're very active on Instagram. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I personally run our Instagram. So uh, when, when – I'm very, I'm very hype about what we do. Reach out to me, talk to me on Instagram. Let's get on a phone call. Uh, I'm not shy. Um, you know, I, I've got, I've got partners in in the Slack channel that call me. Uh, you know, every now and then and say, Hey, listen, man, I know you're busy, but I wanna, I wanna run something by you. I wanna get your opinion. I love that, man. Reach out to me, talk to me. There's something I can do to help you. Uh, I, I love nothing more than than, than being able to do so. So Instagram is, is probably the best place. Um, I'm getting a little more active on LinkedIn. Um, used to be a lot more active on it, actually. But so I'm getting more active there. We don't really do Facebook. Don't don't waste your time trying to catch us on Facebook. Um, you know, we've got CascadeTechUSA.com. Uh, it's nothing 
it's nothing too spectacular. Uh, stick to the Instagram. That's where that's where most of our content goes. You can see what we're up to, where we're at. Uh, you can definitely learn more about us. Awesome. And I got to say, I saw a little hashtag that you created today that I loved. We're not competition. We're a community. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think that's yeah. the whole thing that the Low Voltage Nation is about. I mean, we could be in the same cities, city as each other. We're not competition. We're community. We're here to help each other at the end of the day. Yeah, and I got to give credit to Pierce over at All Green Lights for that. The, the hashtag actually goes hashtag community over competition. And, uh, you know, I don't. I guess I don't really know where it originated, but, um, you know, I don't have to introduce Pierce. I don't have to say much more. Everybody knows who he is. Um, he's a prime example of that. You know, um, we, we, uh, we participated in his 10,000 follower giveaway that he just did. We actually donated a, uh, an SG 550 X to the calls. And, uh, the reason for that is because Pierce has been a huge factor in the growth of my company. And, uh, you know, whether he wants to admit that or not, uh, you know, that, that we might differ on, but, um, it, he has. And so, his his milestones and his his achievements are my milestones and my achievements and uh to be able to participate with him was great it wasn't you know a week later after i had shot him off the switch that i I come home and and i find a uh ubiquity 16 port fiber switch sitting on my front porch from pierce and you know all it says is hey i appreciate everything you know appreciate you and that's what it's all about that's what it's all about there's Pierce and I are hitting two completely different verticals. We do completely our operations as, as similar as they may be. They're completely different, uh, and we have no reason to look at each other as a competitor. We are uh, we're the whole group's becoming more like a family and, and more of a, a, a safe place to vent. Uh, you know, ask for help without having to be criticized, and so that is what community. Uh, you know community over competition really becomes absolutely and i mean at the end of the day we can't thank blake enough for creating this community i mean if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have this man, I'm, just, I'm just a connector man that's all i do <laughs> i know how to <laughs> use social media <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. hey kramer i got a, I got a question <laughs> what's yeah, that no. no i was gonna say if you're looking for something in the low voltage industry Reach out to Blake because here's the deal. He he might not be able to tell you the answer. Uh, he might not be able to tell you every bit of the everything you want to know. But what he can do is he can point you to the right person. Uh, yeah. He he can connect you with the right person in the group that will tell you what you want to know. Yeah, that's 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 pretty true because I've interviewed pretty much all of them. <laughs> so I've got this deep, <laughs> I've got this deep connection with everybody. I've got like 150 <laughs> DMs going on right now on Instagram. <laughs> it's nuts, but. Uh, uh, Kramer, uh, a quick question for you. Uh, if somebody was looking for a job and wanted to work for Cascade Tech, like what's something you're looking for in a technician currently? So it, it's a good question because we just went through this. Uh, we actually uh, were hiring on, at the very beginning of January. and I'm, You can't see me right now. I've got my fingers crossed because <laughs> okay. uh, it, 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 until it happens, it hasn't happened. But uh, we just we we're getting ready to bring on a new engineer and uh, this is the first time we've brought someone of this nature onto our team. Uh, very experienced, uh, uh, what I would consider a veteran to the industry. Um, and, and what I was looking for and there, and I've known him for a while. Uh, so, you know, 
he's, he's not a stranger. But um, what I was looking for, and, and I guess to round and answer your question, is um, somebody that's self-driven. I don't. I I work so so much. Uh, my partner works so much. I I can't. I cannot, and I will not micromanage anybody. Uh, so it's important to me to find somebody that's self-driven that can jump in there. Uh, if they don't, if they don't know how to do it, they're going to figure out how to do it. Um, they're, they're, if a, if a, a somewhat executive decision needs to be made and they feel like they, they, they know from the bottom of their heart that they're making the right decision, I expect them just to make it. Um, not everything needs to run through me. And, uh, and so, while we're a small crew, this will make employee number three. Um, we've we've had three before, but bottom line is this will make employee number three. Uh, and so we're not we're not necessarily uh, a huge team. I don't foresee another another slot, you know, really opening in the company for a while. But um, the, the the biggest thing is 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 somebody that can that is self driven. You can teach them anything you need to teach them on on engineering or on the technical aspects of it, but uh, you can't teach somebody to work hard. You can't teach somebody to imp- – you, you almost can't teach somebody to implement the gold standard. They've already got to have that kind of to them, uh, and they've got to be willing to grow with it. So that's – I guess that's really what I was looking for when we when we did this last, this last hire. What about certifications? Are certifications important to you? <clears throat> to me, no. They're not really – well, I don't take that wrong – I got you. Like, well, shit. Yeah, I've been studying for these certs. You know what I mean? Don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> uh, to me, you know, um, a certification is a piece of paper. Um, I've met people that are certified, and you put them in front of the the product they're certified in, and and they don't know what they don't know how to they don't know the next move to make. Yeah. Um, while I know a slew of people who do not have a single certification and you can put them in front of nearly any piece of technology and you don't have to think twice about it. And so um, I, I, I think that they're important when you start tackling the right contracts where you can say, Hey, I have, uh, right. you know, uh, CCMP on my staff and you know, here's the credentials for that. But for the verticals that we're tackling right now, the industries we're in clientele we're, we're working with, that's not, um, that's, that's not really a big, uh, a big thing for me. Cool. Hey Kramer, what are the chances of you attending the meetup on January nineteenth? Are you gonna are you gonna drive up to Nashville? It it um I, I'm not sure. The reason being is uh we, we do have that new hire coming on right at the beginning right of the year. And so one of the first things that I uh I get the honor of doing is uh we've got sixty days to visit every client site we have. Um that's everyone across North Carolina, South Carolina, the entire Southeast. Um, and then we'll be spending a few days out in, in Fremont as well, um, adding some more resources. That's always a plus. But um, really getting him roped into what exactly, how our operations really run. So I don't know. You might be surprised. We might both pop up there, you know, yeah. uh, but, but, I, but I don't want to commit. Uh, if I don't make this one, I'll, I'll certainly be at the next one, though. We'll we'll tour the whole country. We'll, we'll come down to to Myrtle Beach and hang out. No worries. Come on, I love it. I love it. Bring it. Bring everybody down here. We'll uh, we'll the the office is uh is is, is fairly small, but uh, we'll give everybody a tour and maybe go play a couple rounds of golf. I don't know who's a golfer. Yeah. I'm taking I'm taking it on the road. I'll see you in South Carolina. 
Beautiful, man. We're here and we're not going anywhere anytime soon. So cool, man. Uh, look forward to seeing you. What else you what else you got, Brandon? Any other I think let's just like? wrap it up with our uh pro tip for this week. And my pro tip is documentation and password management. Yes. Um yes. I know we've spoken in one of our masterminds meeting about Passportal. That's what we use for our documentation suite and our password management system. And I mean, I can't speak highly enough about this platform. I don't have to remember everything anymore. I don't have to hope that it's in my brain. I, I don't have to worry about me getting hit by a bus and my customer being in a lynch and then not having their stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just the different processes it takes to work on some of this equipment or install some of this software. I mean, a great example is a lot of my medical offices all use the same EMR and it's a very unique installation process to get their software on the machine. And there's about 15 steps you have to go through. And I have that documented. I mean, yes, it's just me, but when I bring somebody on board, here you go, here's the documentation, go, go install that for that customer. And it's all right there in Passportal. I mean, there's Passportal, there's ITGO, there's SI Portal. It's whatever's best for your cust for your business and for your clients, but I can't recommend it enough to get documentation and get password management in place, especially in today's age. I mean, yep. look what's happening with these ransomware attacks. We need to have good password management. Don't just put it Definitely. in an Excel spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> uh, so I have to ask a question now. I just, I just picked up on something you threw. And uh, I'll be honest, Brandon, I've heard quite a bit about you uh, from a couple of other, you know, uh, one being, you know, Martin Gallo over at Cisco. I spoke with him. Uh, earlier today, I, I guess after y'all got off a call, but um, I have to ask. You mentioned it's just you, so are you are you a one man show right now? Hypothetically speaking, I am. So it's okay. a family owned business. My father started the business about forty years ago, and wow. I run the B two B side. He runs the uh, more residential side and the walk in traffic. So I mean, he's gotcha. there for like utter emergencies. But yeah. when it comes to the B two B stuff, it's it's all me all day long. We do have some local partners that I have for backup, and they're yeah. great. Uh, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's me managing everything. Nice, and I, I got to say, I got a lot of respect for you know for yourself. Any of you out there that have an MSP, um, I got a lot of respect for for the ones who are are, are carrying the weight themselves. You know, uh, I, I was I have at once been in that role. I know how stressful that can be. Uh, you know, you get a call here while another call is coming in over there. What do you do? And so for those of you who are able to successfully do that, I got a lot of respect for you. Um, and, and the only thing, you know, especially for the smaller ones that are just getting started, I promise you it gets better. <laughs> uh, I've got my, I've gotten a, some of most of my nights I've gotten back. Most of my weekends I'm starting to get back. And so um, it, it, it's all a process and you've got to start somewhere, but um, I, I can't tell you the, you know, again, the level of respect that I've got for those who are, who are running the show, you know, single-handedly. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that I can tell everybody that's running this as a one man show is get your processes in place. Once yeah. you get your processes in place, you get your management suite in place. That's going to help you immensely. Mm -hmm. I mean, yep. I don't have to sit here and worry about that server. Did it get it up? It's updates. Did it reboot? Did everything get done? I just tell dad, I'll go install these updates. I right. schedule the reboot. I wake up in the morning up. Oh, it's all done. Awesome. 
Yeah. Good to know. And if it fails, yeah. I get an alert and I can start working on that when I'm up in the morning. I mean, that's that's thankfully the world that we live in in 2019. It's not like it was when I started this in 2006, where everything was hands on and you're taking care of everything yeah. one by one. Everything can be done in mass now. And that's that's huge to yeah. allow me to manage the amount of endpoints we do as a single person. Certainly. Make sure everybody, make sure you do your Windows updates. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that your pro tip, Kramer? <laughs> That's my pro tip. Do your Windows updates. Don't yeah. put them all. Don't deploy them all. Test them. Put them, yeah, uh, test them in for the test That's a good pro tip. Do your research, yeah. but don't don't let them. Uh, nothing drives me crazier than when I go and look at a machine and it's like, oh, it hasn't been updated in a year and a half. I'm like, oh, there's a reason yeah. they do those. <laughs> yeah, don't even get me started on that. And also, folks, no matter how much you like Windows Seven, it's yeah. going to be end of support <laughs> in a month. You need to yeah, get your go. customers on Windows 10. Yeah, yeah so yeah, I remember when they did that to XP. It's like it's already it's already seven. Like I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and Windows 10 is gonna be in your life. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, it, XP was a nightmare. Nobody wanted to let that go. What and happened I mean, to Windows 8? Did they already end the life that? Eight is eight point one is not. Oh <laughs> uh, okay. So yeah, that's uh, you know surprised. Microsoft and their geniusness of hey, we'll just put a one at the end of it and confuse the heck out of everybody. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the luxuries there. Yeah. The luxuries All right. Of well, this has been great, Kramer. Thank you so much for getting yeah. on this uh, first episode of MSP Weekly. Uh, Blake, do you have anything else? Uh, well, you know what, my my uh, my pro tip is is look at the crown jewels of your company. Uh, write it on a whiteboard and figure out like what if they, if they, something goes away if these things go away like how devastating is it and then figure out a way to secure it whether it's two-factor authentication yeah. or whether it's like a pen test or just just write that down and start auditing the crap out of all of your infrastructure because you don't want to be that guy on the news you don't want to be the the msp on the news right. or the company on the news that that loses all their stuff or gets a, gets hit by one of those ransomware attacks so start auditing your crown jewels of the company and start securing the yeah. crap out of them that's a great tip. Great tip. Yep. That's all I got. Awesome. Well, thanks, up. guys. This was. <laughs> uh, hey, this I appreciate awesome. you guys having me on the show. This was great. I uh, I really enjoyed this. And, uh, you know, Brandon, I, I, I look forward to uh, um, having you as, as a partner of Cascade Technologies as well. You know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to bet that. Some of the challenges I face on a day-to-day -day basis, you probably either A, you face them, or uh, maybe B, you, you might have found a way to get over those hurdles. And so, uh, you know, with that hashtag uh, community over competition, I look forward to seeing how the both of us can grow from, from getting to know each other. Awesome. Thank you so much, and uh, we will see you, you in the Slack. Yep. Sounds awesome. good. Thanks, guys. Thank yep. you. Bye. Bye-bye.